0: Hello, everyone. This is Father Michael Tischel, and this is Stradi Papa Giorgio, and we are an, an imperfect, imperfect podcast. podcast.
1: No, I try to always like mess it up a little bit so that That's it, good. You know, stays fresh. Yeah. Cue music.
0: So we're going to switch it up a little bit today, I'm going to lead us off, and the question is, how do you know that there's truth, that truth exists, that something is true, what does it mean that something's true, mm-hmm. and what's the proof? Mm. So truth and proof. Mm. What is the proof, how do we? How can we actually know that something is true? You know, true? It's, kind of, it's kind of nice this time that you started it. Like Thank that. you. Because I...
1: I don't know, I feel really, like, relieved.
0: Really? Yeah, it's weird. It's like you just... You just yeah, it's like... You just take a deep breath. I don't
1: have to, yeah, be on the edge of my seat to make sure this goes smoothly. I just... You're just, you just in the passenger seat. Right. And I'm driving. Sometimes it's nice Blindfolded. To... Who's blindfolded? I am. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> but, yeah, that that's the topic. Um, I think it's... It's in an age where there almost, there is no truth. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of like the, or, or or everybody's truth is their own.
0: Well, maybe, maybe we could approach it from a different perspective. Maybe there's truth fatigue. No, truth fatigue. There's so many, in other words, there's so many yeah. that's well ideologies out there. There's so many um, kind of belief systems and philosophies and religions. It's like, You just sort of give up it's like how could you possibly how could any one of them possibly be true yeah and if it is true how could you possibly know yeah because each philosophy each ideology each religion each you know system of belief comes with an entire system of practice and so to in order to know that something's true not only do you have to sort of know about it, but you have to actually practice it. So there's no way you could possibly practice all of the different religions in order to come to any sense that this is true. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's this sense that like, well, that that means that they're just all true and like, who cares? Like, it does. you know, your truth is as good as my truth and why go any deeper than that? Like, you know, it's just this, yeah, the sense of relativism and the sense of not wanting to step on each other's toes and... Fear of you know conflict and you know people pleasing.
1: Yeah, I mean it, you you hear it a lot that that all paths lead to the same mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. you don't hear it a lot, maybe, but I've I've heard it. Yeah, um, we're, all, we're all we're on the same path. We're all, we're all on the we're
0: same. All going in the same direction, it's just we choose different ways you no know, And
1: it. maybe on a level that's true, mm-hmm. that we are all in the human experience. Yeah, right? we're united in that sense. We're united in that sense. and um, But to say that every religion is the same in the sense of that every religion worships the same God mm-hmm. at the end, <laughs> in the end, That that is um, in and of itself, I mean, it doesn't I mean, if you look at the individual religions. I mean, without becoming uh, fully immersed in them, let's say, just looking at the the, the, the teachings of each one. I mean, right. you see contradictions that like one contradicts the other.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you can't you can't call fire and water the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, one does one thing and one does another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that that is so prevalent in our age, right? You know, and, and I don't think. It started da- now. Right. I don't think it's a product of the twenty first century, or even of the, maybe the twentieth century. I think it's, it goes back mm-hmm. a few hundred years before that. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely come to a head, and in my in my from my perspective, anyway, I'm no I'm not a uh, what what do you call them? I'm not a socio uh, sociologist, maybe anthropologist. or anthropologist. Mm-hmm. I'm not an anthropologist, but I would say that it, it's become. On the level of the average person, mm-hmm. perhaps in our day, mm-hmm. <laughs> more than it ever has before. Mm-hmm. Because now more people have access to uh, reading, you know, and, and, and they don't just... Um, I, we, we actually talked about this a little bit before, but, um, you know, the, in, the, in the days, in ages past, the average person, I mean, if they did read, they read their Bible... You know, mm-hmm. and they, they plowed their field and they raised their children and they, you know, they passed on and then their children did the same thing and then they went passed on and, then, and people just kind of functioned in a small community of like minded people. Mm-hmm. Now you just need to turn on the, you know, you just need to log in, log on to any website, any, um, just with Wi Fi, you're literally connected to. Every single culture on the face of the planet, mm-hmm. in one way or another, just with Wi-Fi at your Starbucks, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can see, through, you could experience in, through secondhand every single culture and religion and philosophy in a blink, in the blink of an eye. Yeah, you could learn about religions that don't even exist anymore. Right. Learn all about their philosophy and their and their theology, and they it, were extinct. 5,000 years ago. Right.
0: So, given all of that...
1: Yeah, I just threw it all on.
0: No, I mean, all the context and the kind of circumstances within which we find ourselves. Given all of that, is there truth? And if so, how do we get to it? Mm -hmm. And I want to throw out a little sort of idea and see if it takes us anywhere. But... You know, a lot of us, when we think about coming to any kind of knowledge of any kind of truth, whether it's scientific truth or, or you know, truth of any kind, really, um, anything, any sort of sense of reality of what is, of what what exists, what what is there. You know, um, I think we think of it on different levels. There's the sort of like the the level of the senses, right, where it's like. I know, I know that this object is sitting in front of me because I can feel it, I can see it, you know, I can taste it, I can touch it, I can smell it, right? Mm-hmm. So my senses allow me on some level to obtain proof of something's right. existence, right? Yeah. On another level, there, there are intellectual truths, right? Certain ideas logic, certain kind of sort of intangible or, you know, things that go beyond sense perception, but and that are within the realm of the mind, like the concept of forgiveness, right? Sure. You know, I mean, there are certain indications of forgiveness in our everyday life. I can see certain things happening when somebody is forgiving another person or is being forgiven. But ultimately, forgiveness is something, as a concept, you could say that's beyond the senses, right? It's like an it's, it's an idea. It's the expression of a, yeah, you know, or or war, you know, war, right? Mm-hmm. Like as a as a reality, it happens, but then as a construct, as a way for us to conceptualize it, we call it war, right? right? Which is sort of beyond the sum of all of its parts. It's oh, something, yeah. it's something beyond. Or you know, just you, you name it, any kind of intellectual construct. Yeah, we can talk about war all day, but. You know, unless you've been in war. Yeah. But, well, it's kind of, I'm actually kind of trying to talk about the opposite. It's like being in war, you know, like being in the trenches or something is one thing. But talking about war as a construct is actually something beyond the experience of it. Because you could be in a hole in the ground somewhere shooting a gun. That doesn't mean it's war. Yeah. Right. So we have certain indications of war that someone's in a hole in the ground shooting at somebody or that there are tanks or something like that. But but the concept of war is what sort of unites all of those things that we do right. together into this one concept, right? And the concept is beyond what you can see, hear, taste, touch, and smell. Mm-hmm. So all I'm trying to say is that there's there's a... There's a, an empirical way of coming to truth, right? Of like what you can see, touch, taste, smell. Then there's an in, in intellectual way of coming to truth. It's like what you can conceive of, what you can think of, think about, which is beyond the senses. Mm-hmm. And those are kind of the two primary ways, I think, oftentimes that we think of coming to truth. It's either your senses or it's your mind. And what I want to kind of offer to us is that there's another way of coming to truth. Um, that includes the senses at times it includes the mind at times, but it really goes beyond both of those and it really begs the question is is there anything beyond the senses and beyond the mind? And there are some people that would say no mm-hmm. you know what you see is what you get yeah. you know we're just kind of you know reduced to sort of these you know our bodies and our minds, and everything else is just chemicals and right. you know whatnot but um, but I think most sort of indigenous cultures, and certainly, you know, to a, a really exalted extent, you know, our own Christian kind of mystical tradition has a beautiful role for what's called the noose, right? The, the intellect, which is not just a rational mind, but it's this kind of like deep, yeah. intuitive faculty that goes beyond both our mind and our senses, and allows us to perceive a reality that is not perceivable by our senses and that's not perceivable by our mind. Yeah. Um, and that is the only way, in an ultimate sense, that we can come to know the kind of truth that we're talking about when we're talking about God. Right. And if we don't know that exists, and if we only try to access truth through our minds and through our senses, yeah. then we miss out on... The truth that is accessed through this deeper kind of yeah. intuitive
1: and it's not it's not necessarily that
0: intuitive either to do that right especially in, in our, our yeah you know kind of counterintuitive because yeah. we're, we're so saturated with what we see what we smell what we touch yeah. you know with with those kind of stimuli and and also with this kind of dispersed I mean, Sense there, like, of intellectual.
1: Yeah, there are many, yeah, many components or, or things that uh, you know, entertainment. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things bombarding you. Is what I'm right. getting at. You know, it's not one thing or the other or the other. It's 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 uh, it's everything, right? The entire entire structure of of the world now is you know is 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 distracting.
0: Right. Well, and I think that lends itself to a temptation amongst us, even us sort of religious folk, um, where we are tempted to discern truth based on kind of intellectual categories. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: And, and I'm not saying that there's no value in that, yeah, but, but yeah. ultimately speaking, we're not going to come to an assurance of the truth ultimately through intellectual categories or through sense perception. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Ultimately speaking, it's going to have to go beyond the intelligence and beyond the senses. It's going to have to go beneath the intelligence and beneath the senses. Yeah. You can read as many books as
1: you want and you can uh, listen to as many podcasts. Right. Uh, (laughs) But uh if you don't I obviously guess obviously the only real yeah, podcast to listen to the only to is, the only one you need to listen yeah, to is this one.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only one that's gonna lead you to any sense of reality. I don't know why I'm looking at the microphone like I'm trying it, to convince the microphone. Convince that it's the microphone true. that <laughs> what I'm saying is true. because well, ultimately the microphone is an embodiment of our audience. So yeah. yeah. Hi, hi, hi microphone. Hi Mike. Hi Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: yeah, and 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 the the concept, you know, the mysticism and the and the, what you said before the nous, mm-hmm. and and uh, sort of uh, you know to an extent is sort of lost even in the Western uh, practices or Western theological right. um, traditions, and 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 uh, and and it's really all based on. Well, the well, the Bible says it. Right. And I'm like, okay, and the uh, Buddhist Book of the Dead says this. Right. So we go,
0: we're, we're sort of using an intellectual right. sort of you know approach to sacred texts. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then we can just compare and contrast. The Quran, it. well, it says that. So what do you mean
1: the Bible says this? This says that. So wh- why is that empirical evidence that right. your book says that? Right. Exactly what you're saying, where, where, you know, just because you, you believe this, you say you believe it anyway, does not make it true. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's scary. Yeah. And I, uh, it's scary. Um, Why is it scary? I think it's scary for some people. I think it's scary because what if everything I ever believed was fake? Right. right you know and i've spent my whole life uh believing this and and then i come
0: and then oh no oh no <laughs> you know <laughs> okay. and i've invested i've invested yeah, my, time and energy and money and i mean um, your, your time, profession. yeah time
1: you know? yeah yeah or just not, but not even just that but yourself. yourself if you you know you spent your energy. Worshipping this thing that isn't true whether it be money in fact, you know, we don't even need to say about religions But whether it be money or or my musical career or my or my professional career of whatever, you know So how do we know? So how do we know? You know, I I, I love really do love that, you know um, And I forgot why he said this uh, But Pontius Pilate asking Christ. Oh, yes. What
0: is truth?
1: right? I really love that
0: because and then Christ was silent Yeah, and he was silent, didn't respond. And the the theological interpretation is that he didn't respond because Pilate asked the wrong question. (laughs) He shouldn't have asked, what is truth? He should have asked, who? Who is truth? Right. Yeah, so if the right question is, who is truth and not what is truth, what does that say about truth? Mm. What does that say about the nature of reality? Mm. And in many ways, what it says is that through Christianity, through, through Christianity and through Judaism that kind of preceded it, what we get is this sense about life, the sense about reality, otherwise known as a revelation about reality, which is a personal revelation. In other words, as Elder Sophroni has mentioned numerous times, our, our search for the absolute, our search for absolute truth, ultimately comes down to finding absolute truth in a personal absolute, right? In other words, that absolute truth is not this abstract state or condition or idea no. or ideal or form or whatever. I
1: think that, that will only lead to stagnation.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. The concept it's, that
1: it's just sort of abstract. Right.
0: But at the heart of the universe, at the core of everything, is right. is a living being.
1: There has to be. If we're living beings, how could there not be a living being
0: right. that made it? something all? less abstract, right? Less personal than us.
1: Yeah, and yet, yet a person, right? Like,
0: well, I'm saying, how, how could um, there be something less personal than us?
1: Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know?
0: So yeah, there is something very compelling to me about um, this notion that our, our that we are we, we all have this craving. For absolute truth, right? We all have this craving for truth, but that the truth that we're craving is not the completion of an idea, mm-hmm. you know, like like a, or, or a logical sequence. Like if I if only I just figure out, put these two puzzle pieces, like these. If I complete this puzzle piece uh, or this puzzle of um, of ideas then I'll be fulfilled, right. right? It's not, fulfillment is not going to come by me figuring out reality, by me hacking reality, you know. Yeah. It's going to come by by communing with the personal absolute, by me communing right. with the source of all being, right. who is a who and not a what. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I was just having this conversation with somebody uh, the other day, where you know somebody was saying how, um, there have been like oh god, I don't don't qu- nobody quote me or put in the comments, it's actually, <laughs> this many, um, but like there's been like 70,000 generations since man, since recorded, I mean, anthropolog- anthropology has found man because mm-hmm. that's a whole other thing, too. We, you know, but, um. Yeah, so the generations of, of humanity, mm-hmm. right? And I and I, you know, struck. So what God just allowed so many generations of people without revealing Himself. You know, until the Jews, you know, until the until the Israelites, until the Abraham, I guess. And and what's interesting is that when and I don't know a lot about this. I will admit that like I don't know the whole story from beginning to end. And, um, but I, I of, of Abraham's life but I do I do know that he then journeyed somewhere actually to where the Temple Mount is today in Jerusalem mm-hmm. and met a man named Melchizedek mm-hmm. who was worshiping God on a mount on that mountain where the temple the Jewish temple is was built where today there's mosque but anyway uh, <laughs> um, and that, so that guy was totally separate from Abraham. So there were people worshiping this one God, whoever he was. They weren't, you know, there, wasn't, there was no name. I mean, yeah, there were, you know, and later there'd be names Yahweh and all these different. But um, that, that in this world that we're living in, there has always been a presence of the one true God. Sure. Even in a small way. He's always been, and I mean, and you could also go to well one. in a big way. I mean, well, a big way.
0: Creation is is a pretty big manifestation of uh, yeah. The I, g-
1: like I guess God. what I just I meant by little is that our, our it might perception, be subtle, the, yeah. Our the percep- human perception, the human of, perception of him may right. may have been subtle, mm-hmm. but there's always been those who have worshipped him since mm-hmm. the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. Since the beginning of humanity's, I don't know, ability to this is Adam and Eve. But since our ability to, I don't know, when we were breathed into with the Spirit, from that time on, mm-hmm. somebody has always worshipped the true God, even if it was some random guy right. on a hilltop in, the, in what we call now Palestine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and that leads to everything we're talking about mm-hmm. that encounter with Melchizedek and Abraham leads to everything we're talking about and and there are many stories in the old testament that although chronological i mean in the in the in the in the books come like they'll come after genesis or they'll come after abraham and melchizedek but are actually older stories mm-hmm. apparently you know like jonah is an older story and 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 so there are always people maybe even groups of people that worship the one true God, just without a name, I guess, mm-hmm. without a designation. And, and so what we are is really just the legacy of that, mm-hmm. that truth. <laughs> and yeah. I think that, that, that to me, I mean, it is kind of an intellectual thing. Mm-hmm. And we did you did establish that this can't be only intellectual. sure. But from an intellectual perspective, I mean, I think that that's very comforting, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, that that this isn't just a set of rules that my grandmother or my grandfather or my parents set for me because their grandparents and their whatever mm-hmm. they just do it. There's no reason. Mm-hmm. But that this is a, lin- a lineage that goes beyond just a, a a man. Now he's he's God, right? But just a person who appeared, right, in in uh, human form, yeah, in human form in in the in. One A.D. Well, well, right, right. well, I don't know what year that would be. Called. Right. Um, but but this is a this is a long line of yeah. of, of, of truth. Yeah. And there's always been people who believed that that truth. Right. And 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 then that man who appeared in a man. I keep calling him a man. Of course. Sure. You know that person who appeared. He revealed. Everything that had already been revealed—that right. he was the one, yeah, <laughs> being the one at the core and the center of it. That yeah. he's the
0: one, the truth. Yeah, that they were all leading up he's to. He's the fulfillment and the the actualization of that. Yeah, prophetic right. expectation of all
1: the line of people that worshipped the one true God. He's the one that was, was the one true God essentially. Sure, yeah. I'll just say it as it is and beyond that beyond so so, he, so we find this person that comes and he reveals that he's the one that is okay the one who is uh o-on in greek mm-hmm. which i love the word Oon mm-hmm. because it means means the one who is mm-hmm. but it, on in greek means being mm-hmm. a
0: being right the being he right. is the being. The he one who the truly one. exists right. in and himself. <laughs> he like is that. yeah. Yeah. Everybody else exists in relation to him. Right. He's the only one that actually exists.
1: And so he and, and and that experience is not and that experience in him was not a a okay, I will now set a list of rules that you must follow. Right. Do them in order, and you're good. Right. Right? You do this, A, B, C, and D, rest of the alphabet. Go to heaven. Right. Congratulations.
0: Shake hands. <laughs> yeah. Um, but rather
1: a, a mystical experience. Yeah,
0: and I think that's what we're getting at, is that this, this approach to finding truth is ultimately not a discovery or a result of our searching. But though we do search, we realize that ultimately speaking, the the, the the experience of truth is actually more like something that's given to us rather than something that we find. In other words, it was both revealed cosmically through the coming of, of the Messiah, through the coming of Christ, but it's also revealed mystically through our own personal yeah. you know, Pentecost and our own personal discovery of truth and the assurance of something as being true, the confidence that's given to us, the assurance that's given to us is something that's a result of that personal communion, not something that's a result of our intellectual or empirical mm-hmm. searching.
1: Yeah, like you uh, we as we talked a little bit before, there's no measuring stick, right? Like you can't you can't say, well, I did run the tests, (laughs) and this is
0: 100% the right one. Well, because, yeah, ultimately, you know, none of that can fully satisfy our craving for truth because our craving goes beyond intellectual and empirical desire, you could say. Our desire for truth transcends or even our desire for truth transcends the sense the senses and our intellect and therefore the only thing that's going to fulfill that desire is going to have to be something that or someone that transcends mm-hmm. our senses and our intellect yeah and so yeah i can search all i want intellectually historically all those things are nice there's nothing wrong with them but ultimately they're not going to fulfill my craving in the same way that the presence of the living God will do as I encounter God in my life. Um, And that that presence is not something that I can conjure up through my own searching although my searching is part of that. Right? Yeah. But, But as many mystical theologians and figures have said when they search and they quote unquote discover God they realize that he was the one who was searching for them all along.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, ra- you know, rather that it's his will, rather than their will, yeah, that he even revealed himself. to Exactly.
0: Them. So that the, the searching—they
1: don't control him. Right. He—he's his own. Totally free. <laughs> and and that's the interesting thing. Like the ancient Greeks, they would, you know, from what I've I've I've, I've heard or studied, they would um, they would fool the gods. They would cut out the good parts of the sacrifice. Right. And then. Cover that up, and then offer it up right. to so and so God, so that he could give them a good harvest or, or whatever mm-hmm. they wanted. Mm-hmm. And 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 that sort of concept that man trying to control God. Mm-hmm. You know, that I pray to God so that I benefit. I control him so I benefit. Right. That's just not. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Not really how it works. So the question is, is how do I how do I prepare myself? Maybe, you know, if we can't control God, if we can't figure things out, if we can't hack life, then how do I predispose myself to receive this revelation of truth? You know, and and if truth is revealed as a personal absolute, as a person, it's not a what, but a who, then then what's gonna prepare me? Is it, is it you know, a, a seminary degree, a PhD, is it, you know, getting better glasses or a hearing aid? You know, like what's gonna prepare me to to encounter this kind of truth that's actually gonna fulfill my craving for truth?
1: Yeah, and I and I, you know, it's interesting because um, I think some of the, the the people who were closest to 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 God were people who could who, barely read. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, they were people who were you know simple in right. that sense. Yeah, you know, and and they didn't have a lot of as you might say book learning. Right, but were were. We're simple in heart and, and we're open to him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Simplicity, humility.
1: It, it's hard these days to be simple, isn't it?
0: It is. It we is. know
1: so We know so many different things. We think we know so well, many things. Well, we think things. we know so many different
0: things. We're aware of so many different things. Sure. But what do we actually know?
1: Yeah, well, I, I, I was referring to the concept. Or we of, think we
0: should know all these things.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just mean like, you know, we, we, we know a lot about a lot about popular culture, right? Yeah. We know, all about all the celebrities, yeah. or all about uh, certain franchises. You know, movie franchises or comic books or you know. But what do we? We actually know all about know? those. We know we know we think we know all about those things, or we know about all those things, or however you want to put it. And they, we we know more than just this mm-hmm. in the sense of. Our world is not no longer, you know, in, in Christian cultures of past, the world around was literally a Christian culture. Mm-hmm. They, they lived every day right, with the knowledge of the, of the, the New Testament, maybe right. the Old Testament, you know, depending on where we're talking about right now. You know, I know Protestant culture has a little more emphasis on the Old Testament, mm-hmm. regardless, they, they had a culture that set, now our culture is so open mm-hmm. to so many different things mm-hmm. and so many different uh, uh, lore, mm-hmm. you know, so much different lore, mm-hmm. you know, the lore of the, I hate putting out franchise names, but like the Star Wars universe or right. the Star Trek universe or right. the, I don't know, the Marvel universe. And I know all of, uh, you know, and I've, and, I, and I've studied that, you know, right. and I haven't, but um, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a fan of some of those things too. So I, I, I my world is not only on a on a day to day level revolve around scriptures mm-hmm. <laughs> and these things. I also have all these other hobbies. Mm-hmm. You may say, sure. That I don't know. I don't think it's bad to have hobbies. No. But I do think that we are distracted by it's the a distraction. Lot of, yeah. We are distracted by a lot of those things. Yeah. And what's important to us. In what, in what, you know, people today, they argue, they literally will argue, fight over superheroes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, which superhero will beat the other one? And they will get on forums oh, online yeah. and, and, we'll, and we'll vent. Oh, yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll uh, spew venom at each other. And, and, and terror, I mean, the internet's horrible. <laughs> um, but, but or video games. Yeah. Oh, Video games, you know, and and people who are their whole life is video games. Yeah, you know, we live in a different, we, different, different world.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of little lights. Yeah, you know, and there's I think beautiful visual of like all of these different things that distract us as being like the stars, mm. right? And Saint Porphyrios talks about this and like. All these things are the stars, and at night, the stars are the brightest lights around. Right? Mm, I mean, we, the moons.
1: Uh, unless you're in a city, but yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's a whole other. Right, 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 no, no, right. We go right. Yeah,
0: they're you know they're until the sun starts to rise. Right, sure. And then at, at which point all of those quote like seemingly bright lights yeah. set in so light of the sun. Yeah. And in in a similar sense, the the revelation mm-hmm. or the rising of the light the light right when we experience the light all of these other lights cease to have their draw their appeal yeah so it's really asking ourselves like how do we it's another way of asking the same question i asked earlier how do we how do we come to the knowledge of the truth how do we predispose ourselves for the revelation of the sun yeah. The capital S, Son. Yeah. You know.
1: I think there's, there's, I mean, you know, there, the answers are out. You know, I see them all the time.
0: Right? Yeah, but what's the answer? Like, well, what's, what's, the answer? what's the answer that's actually gonna work for us, yeah. for you and for me? For you and me? Yeah. Oh. What do we need to know? What do we need to do?
1: Well, what they would say is, you read the lives of the saints, read the scriptures, pray, fast. <laughs> yeah. You know, do, the, do the stuff that our church prescribes. Do the stuff that the church prescribes. Go to confession. That helps. Um, but, and all of that's true. And re- none, of it's, none of it's wrong. But I think tackling people's interest, I look around and I, I see people being interested. So, I mean, even you know, among our own people. Being interested in so many other things.
0: Mm-hmm. Sports. Sure. Sports. Music. music uh, All good things. Fine things. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but almost, but like let, beyond our own people, let's not criticize our own people. Yeah. They're, they're fine. You're, you're fine people if you're <laughs> We love you. <laughs> We're you. <laughs> we are part of you. Um, we are you. Yeah. We are you. <laughs> um, but, uh, or politics. <laughs> sure. Oh, that's a huge oh yeah. One. That's
0: huge. huge huge um
1: we can't let and this goes for all of us we cannot we need to give some time whatever time it is to study our own
2: mm-hmm.
1: our own Orthodox Christianity mm-hmm. because if you heard you know if you were listening to what I was saying a few minutes ago like this is a lot older mm-hmm and so much more profound than just a religion. Mm-hmm. I've heard people say, "Well, there's a lot of religions. We, I maybe I hope I'm not repeating myself now, but oh, and well, this is just you know, many truths and all that. But if you really look, look into it, yeah. And and you can, everybody can have, we can all have our hobbies and our interests. But we all need to dedicate some time mm-hmm. to to learning about it, mm-hmm. and that will lead, hopefully, yeah. To the next level, which is, you know, I'm no one to preach, but to pray mm-hmm. and, and and to to attend services as much as we can. Um, because it's it's a it's a little, it's not the cool thing to do anymore. It's that ne- right in Greek. I just want to say, then it is Right. It's not the fashionable. It's not in fashion. Right. To do what we're talking about. You know, it's in fashion to go to concerts. It's in fashion, and the, fine, go to really? concerts, but but I mean, go to concerts, love uh, music of whatever kind, but also love your faith too.
0: Yeah, try to love your faith. Love the the church is this the the. What I hear you saying is, we need to go a little bit beyond doing something because everybody else is doing it. Yeah, I guess. Just one little step beyond that. Yeah. Like, like yeah, I mean, everybody's doing this stuff, right? And we sort of get pulled along with it. And not many of the things that people are doing are not necessarily bad in and of themselves, although some things sure, sure. are probably less healthy than others. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I think, I think what a lot of this comes down to in, you know, as I wrestle with this myself, and and just you know a lot, you know, a lot of these questions as far as what is truth and how do we actually experience it, you know, comes down to getting to know myself as as a human person and and sort of allowing myself to be alone with myself for a little bit mm-hmm. to kind of face up to the sometimes uncomfortable. Unpleasant, you know, reality of my own reality disconnected from my external environment. And, you know, whether that means like sitting in a room by myself for a little bit or, you know, or kind of digging into my faith for a little bit, because there's a sense of solitude in that, you know. Um, But like, doing things, you know, solitude. I think solitude is, is, a, is a good way of putting it because it's sort of like removing myself from the fray, you know, removing myself from the mass mind to the extent that I'm able. I mean, we're always going to be affected one way or the other to a certain extent, but I don't know. I, I wonder if solitude has something to do with it um, to kind of come to a deeper sense of who I am, of what life is all about. Um, we were talking about this off air that, uh, yeah, it's not just about going about out in nature, but there's also a sense of immersing ourselves in worship. Um, that there's a revelation in nature and that we can connect to God in nature to a certain extent, but that God has, you know, the creator of the universe has revealed himself in a very specific and clear way through the person of Jesus Christ, who then kind of instituted this way of connecting with him through his crucifixion, his resurrection, and then you know, giving of his body and blood for us to be able to participate in that in in a liturgical way as well. And so it's through not only through going out in nature or being, you know, alone with God, whatever, but also through yeah our coming together as a body and becoming the body of Christ and worshiping in that sense that we have a very real communion with the personal yeah. absolute who is Jesus Christ.
1: I think it's it's also good for our soul because after everything you just said, his crucifixion, resurrection... Um, all the things that happened after that ascension pentecost. Ascension, pentecost Then the apostles go mm-hmm. out and preach um the the i said this before i mentioned before the culture mm-hmm. the 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 civilization that was created around it which mm-hmm. is a civilization of of, of healing mm-hmm. of spiritual uplifting mm-hmm. that that we should participate we should participate in mm-hmm. whether it's iconography or chanting mm-hmm. or, or just reading spiritual books yeah um it, all of that can help us find truth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think ultimately, I guess it's the it's, it's what you said before.
0: I really hope that's true because it's really beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Stradi's looking at me like, you what lost, did you just say? You lost me. <laughs> no, I, everything that you're saying is really beautiful. Ah. And therefore, I hope it's really true. And in the sense that in the sense you that you don't believe me, <laughs> I'm a priest and I don't believe you. Oh my Lanta! <laughs> oh
1: my Lanta! Oh my goodness!
0: Um, well, no, I mean I believe you, but, <laughs> but you know I'm a con, you know I'm a conflicted person. You know, are? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know, isn't that? That's terrible. That's terrible. I should be just totally defrocked, resolved, uh, <laughs> defrocked. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's you know I think life is all about coming to terms with what is true and, and, and having conflicting beliefs and, you know, coming into a deeper sense of things. And I think that's the be- most beautiful thing I've heard is to be able to enter into this Christian culture, to be immersed in it, to be baptized in it, to yeah. to be healed by it, to, to have it be this, this extended therapeutic bath of, you know, of, um, Truth and beauty and it's all kind of interwoven that beauty is not separate from truth and truth is not separate from beauty. There we go. I Just hope it's all true in the end of the day At the end of the day. I hope that I turn out the way that I'm supposed to turn Mm. out as you know I hope that I that I What is true? It just we hope we do it right. Maybe what you are trying to say or that you Yeah, well, how do you know it's true? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> By just doing it, I guess Yeah That's what I'm saying I'm, I'm in it right now I'm in it I know And you I really hope it's going to be It's going to work out okay What do you mean you hope It's going to work out okay Well, what else can I do? Yeah Am I supposed to have like a you have to have some sort of faith. Uh, fe- 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 <laughs> well, does not that part of hope?
1: You have to have peace. Belief Trust yeah, yeah. you yeah, some? I have. A, I think I have a little bit. <laughs> this is not a therapy session. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I don't do. I don't do clerical therapy <laughs> or whatever you call it. Clerical like therapy.
0: Priest therapy. Clerical. Cleric. Clerathy. You're not a clerithist. <laughs> I'm not a clerithist. <laughs> oh man. Anytime someone says like, do you know this to be true? I always like <laughs> I'm like, yeah. wait, do I know? I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> Lord <Yeah>. have mercy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I know I know what you mean. It's like
1: I you know, know what you mean.
0: I'm not saying think, that it's not true, and I'm not saying that I don't think it's true. Well, it's just that this 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 kind of like this <laughs> he like knows this to be true. Right, this like Um, anvil like like very like concrete like metallic sense of like this is true well I don't know I mean I think that the saints
1: would be like uh, yeah (laughs) but what gives them that well they have they have an
0: experience with so it's experience yeah it's uh... a actually
1: experiencing God the
0: uncreated. but I don't know if the experience of God generates that like duh
1: not duh but for the for the saints, they wouldn't be like. Well, I'm not sure.
0: Well, I mean, so you don't think the saints ever had doubts? Not that they really ever did, but uh-huh. I
1: think as they as they as they become as they progress, as they, they became their more in theosies. Um, the very word thaluses, uh like I'm assuming that they don't have any doubt at that point. How could they, they so experience wh- it the regularly is, daily? So,
0: yeah, well, exactly. So what's the 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 Abrogation of doubt. The so so. Fear. When doubt goes away. When doubt goes away. away. What is in its place? I feel like I'm. Certainty. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, that's good. Certainty without God's presence. In other words, I think there's like a level of like certainty that can actually, that's actually harmful. In the sense that it's sort of like this illusion of, sure. I'm sure that this is true, because I'm like clenching my fist and saying, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. but but my sense is that is that the the way that you know when doubt doubt is turned into, I, I prefer the word assurance rather than certainty, because sure. to me certainty, well, it belies more of kinda, a, a kind of like a yeah, it's kind of how you perceive it, though white, maybe. Like, Maybe it's just kind of how you
1: perceive the word certainty, but...
0: Yeah. But I I agree. Assurance for me is more of a heart-centered thing, and certainty is more of a a mind-centered thing. And for me, you know, sort of like the transcendence of doubt is is actually the descent of the presence of God in my life. There's
1: examples of... John the Baptist, right? Doesn't he send send the letter, letter to? Yeah,
0: he was wondering if this is the real guy. Are you, and he didn't he see hear the voice? Yeah. So, I don't I don't think that the saints had certainty. I think they had assurance, and assurance is presence. Assurance is wrapped up in communion. Certainty is wrapped up in this sort of like very self centered, self enclosed sort of yeah like. Like, I figured it all out yeah, on yeah, my own. Right. Assurance to me is like, the Holy Spirit has touched my sure. heart in, then, in, a, in a gentle way, and, yeah. and, and I'm in communion with God. Right. That doesn't necessarily mean my mind has figured it all out. No,
1: but it does mean that you don't necessarily doubt the existence of God, per se.
0: Well, at a fool po- has said point. in his heart, there is no God. Right. I've always interpreted that whether it's true or not to say that well that a fool hasn't said in his mind that there's no god yeah. a fool has said in his heart so in other words your heart is the one that convinces you that there's god right yeah. so you'd be foolish to say in your heart that there's no god yeah cuz there's really no doubt yeah. in your heart well
1: or that that Jesus is god you're right and in the sense that we we shouldn't become like well this is the truth because that that blind certainty or that blind can can lead to fanaticism. Yeah, it can lead to. And it's not true. And it's not true. And 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 I and I, I forgot who said it or where I heard it, but like a lot of times fanaticism comes from, from like fear. from fear and, and and like from not actually believing I'm, it yourself. I'm, I'm right. So you need and to I'm, force other people to believe. Precisely, it. precisely thank right. you for speaking for me. But you said it better actually than I was. Co- no, <laughs> no I was just
0: acting out what you were gesticulating. And I your was gesticulating a
1: yeah. lot. <laughs> That's a funny word.
0: Because um. <laughs> it kind of has the word tickle in it. <laughs> Just tickulate.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. It's good.
0: No, I, I, I think for me, and I don't know if you agree, but for me, the the, the, the crux of it is that I cannot know the truth, in this ultimate sense, unless the truth, unless I'm in communion with the truth. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and I cannot be in communion with the truth unless the truth has revealed himself to me. Yes. Right? <laughs> so it's out, in, in many agree. ways, it's out of my control, ultimately. I mean, there are certain things you can do to predispose yourself, yep. unquestionably. Yep. Humbling myself, uh-huh. you know, opening myself up to God, sure. love of God, sure. you know, all those things. But there is a sense that I will not know the truth unless I am in communion with the truth, yeah. and that I cannot be in communion with the truth unless God has made Himself present to me in my midst, in the in the and, depths of who I am. And is it bold to say that He will? That He will. That He He wants to, yeah. right? He mm-hmm. he uh, he's he's waiting for that to happen yeah. and. Um, and, uh, you know And that, the, yeah, the whole point of life is You know So, yeah No, go
1: ahead No, I mean The that's, whole point of life Yeah, I mean You're answering a question that is <laughs> Plaguing thousands of millennials the whole point
0: of life <laughs> According to Father Michael Tishol No,
1: it's not according to Father no. Michael Tishol What's the whole point of life? Communion with God Yeah
0: because Why is the
1: communion with God? What is God? The
0: is, the, of, is, the, is the foundation is the source of everything? Yeah. Is the creator of everything is the source of it all? And I've been created for this with this craving to be in communion with God and everything else, every other pursuit is ultimately a restless a restless attempt to come into contact. With the source of it all, like mm-hmm. kind of like to to use yeah. our, Saint Augustine's sort of um, concept in the beginning of his Confessions, is you know you have created us for yourself, and our heart is restless until it comes to rest in you. But the thing that I I didn't realize until recently, I was leading a discussion on this. It, it kind of came to us in this discussion is that our heart is restless until it rests in you, but it's not always up to us whether we get to rest in God or not. Mm-hmm. In other words, yeah, there are certain things we can do, right? But there is this sense that I'm restlessly sort of waiting mm-hmm. for God to reveal himself to me too.
2: Yeah.
0: And it's not just like, a, you know, if I do X, Y, and Z, then I can kind of conjure up God's, Yeah. you know, in some sort harkens, of mechanistic... Harkens back to what we said before. About the pagans. The, and, the pagans, yeah. Yeah. Um, but rather, you know, there is a, a an element of patience and of endurance um, and of waiting, and that is it. It's the I think it's the oh, cleaner are they coming
1: in. I think so. So, in conclusion, if we actually found a conclusion, no, I think we did.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, in conclusion, um, I think the art of living, the art of living, because it is an art, right? Um, is just shutting up and not talking too much. (laughs) The art of living... 58 minutes. (laughs) We're sunk. The art of living is waiting for the sun to rise and recognizing that as bright as the thousands of stars may be in the sky and as alluring as they may be, nothing is as bright and as alluring and as singular as the sun and just letting ourselves have a tiny seed of expectation beyond the brightness of the stars to say that maybe there's something brighter than all of these stars and that that something is not many things but is one.
1: Mm. Yep. That's beautiful. And I think with that... We can conclude. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> you The crowds go wild. I'm <laughs> tired of you listening to us. Uh. Uh, I think we can conclude today's podcast. Uh, people need to come into this room and clean it. Yep. And, uh, so we should <laughs> let them. We should We should let them do their job. And uh, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. Follow us on all our social media. Um... And uh, I'm not going to say them all. And God bless.
0: Amen.